Welcome to the Managing Motherhood Podcast, a place for real talk about the fun and not so fun aspects of motherhood. I'm Orliso Poole, a mom, trained psychotherapist, and empowerment coach, and I help emotionally overwhelmed moms find confidence and calm so they can experience the joy that is motherhood. Each week, I share tips and tricks for moms who want to stay in control, stay on top of your mental health, and manage the challenges inherent to motherhood. In case you didn't know, Managing Motherhood provides online therapy and coaching for moms who love their children but aren't loving motherhood. If you're feeling emotionally overwhelmed, stressed out, or you're just tired of feeling like you can't cut it as a mom, my solutions-focused therapy and empowerment coaching can help you find confidence and calm so that you can actually enjoy parenting. If you're ready to ditch the anxiety and mom guilt and learn to manage motherhood with joy and on your own terms, head over to psychotherapyformoms.com to learn more and schedule a free consultation. Hello, thank you for joining me for another episode of the Managing Motherhood podcast. I am so excited to have you here and to talk even more about burnout, my favorite topic, but I appreciate your time and I am so grateful that you are here and lending me your ears. So today, I want to share seven things that I do almost every day in order to prevent burnout. And full disclosure, I had to count the list right before I pressed record because I was like, how many things am I sharing? So seven things that I do to prevent burnout because, you know, we are talking about burnout. I am developing a burnout course that is coming out soon that I'll be sharing with you guys very soon. So it's important to me to share these things with you, but it's also important for me to check in with myself and make sure I'm still doing all of these things and really caring for myself as everything happens. You know that when you are an entrepreneur or a mompreneur, the workday never really ends. There's always something to do and it can really be 24-7. So it's really important, especially as a mom with a young child who owns a business to make sure that I am taking care of myself and really checking in with myself and making sure I'm not getting burned out. And full disclosure, I am basically always on the verge of burnout. I do these things not just because, oh, they're cool to do and they're really great for you and studies show that, no, I do them because if I didn't do them, I would be burned out. It's very, very common for especially helping professionals, therapists, to know all of the things and to tell our clients, oh, you can't pour from an empty cup and you have to take care of ourselves. But we are notorious for burning out because we're really passionate about what we do. We love what we do. We care so much about helping people and we tend to go, go, go and then just like crash and burn. This is really important for me. And I'm going to just go ahead and admit that, yeah, I'm always just one step away, which is why it's really important for me to do these things. So Let's just go ahead and get on with it. The first thing that I do that keeps me from burning out and keeps me sane is meditating. I started meditating a few, a long time ago. I started meditating in 2018, right after I got married. And initially it started out as me just wanting to get some calm in my life. But meditation really honestly has saved me so many times. Meditation. I do believe makes me a calmer person, makes me a better mother. Meditation makes me less of a perfectionist. And meditation is one of the reasons I'm able 
to have not a lot of mom guilt. Let me not say that. I have a lot of mom guilt, but meditation is the reason I'm able to quickly challenge that mom guilt and pull myself back. And the reason is really because every single morning when I am meditating, it is a practice in accepting and embracing imperfection. I am not the person that meditates for 10 minutes and is focused for 10 minutes. I do mindful meditation. Most of it is focused on the breath. And although most of my meditations are 10 minutes long, I'm not focused for that 10 minutes. Every single time I meditate, my mind wanders and my mind is thinking about something else. And I have to consciously pull myself back in to that meditative state. And I do guided meditations. And the most of the meditations will remind you, it's okay. If you find yourself trailing off, just pull yourself back in now. That's just the brain doing what it does. It's just the brain thinking. And in doing that, in hearing that in my meditations, in really trying to focus, but then find myself trailing off and then having to pull myself back in every single morning, I am telling myself imperfection is okay. Imperfection's great because the magic for me of meditating isn't hyper-focusing for 10 minutes. The magic for me of meditating is noticing when I've gone and pulling myself back. And that's me telling myself, you can always come back home. You can always pull yourself back. It's okay to make mistakes because the magic is in pulling yourself back. And because I meditate in the morning, I really do believe that I set myself up to continue to think like that throughout the day. When I make mistakes, I'm able to tell myself, oh, it's not about the mistake. It's about being able to come back from it. It's not about being perfect, but it's about embracing that imperfection, learning from the experience and coming back. So the reason meditation helps me to prevent burnout is not only because it's a really great way of activating that calming response, coming back to baseline, making sure your body's not in constant fight or flight. But it's also really great because we know that burnout is caused by just high levels of stress, right? High levels of negative emotions. And meditating really helps me to remain calm. And it helps me to not get overly emotional in situations where I, you know, I might like when I'm making a mistake or when I'm feeling guilty or not the perfect mom. Meditation teaches me every single morning that it's okay to not be perfect. The other thing that I do every single morning before I start my workday is I journal and I don't do long form journaling, although that's great. It's not really my cup of tea. I like to do things with a purpose and I like things to be quick. I actually do gratitude journaling and I find journaling to be extremely powerful. It's really great to just be able to check in with myself really quickly. Doesn't take a long time, less than five minutes, but just to check in with myself, start the day on a positive note. These are the things that I'm grateful for. This is why I'm grateful for it. This is the role that I played. Go ahead and boost my confidence. But there's also a lot of research, a lot of great research about gratitude journaling. I initially started my gratitude journaling when I saw the research about the 21 days of gratitude. And it basically, it was a study that said, Writing down three things that you're grateful for every single day for 21 days increases your optimism for up to six months. And lots of research out there that shows that optimists handle stress better. So, of course, they're less prone to burnout. But there's also other studies of gratitude journaling that shows that it increases things like willpower. It also increases your ability to stay calm. And of course, when you're not constantly struggling with emotional things, 
you're less likely to burn out. So the journaling that I do is I literally just every single day write down three things that I'm grateful for. And it can be little things. I actually think the little or the better. So if you're grateful for a cookie, if you're grateful for the sunrise, like that's really where the magic happens, in my opinion, not when you're grateful for like big things like your family or your home. Um, but when you're able to find the gratitude in the little things. So every single day I write down three things that I'm grateful for. And in addition to writing down those three things, I also write down the role that I played because that shows me that not only do I have really amazing things in my life, but I also have so much control over those things in my life. And I play a role in allowing those things to come into my life. And it's just, it's a beautiful exercise. So I definitely suggest that everyone do it, having a daily gratitude practice. The other thing that I do that helps me to prevent burnout is I prioritize sleep. Sleep is something that when you become a mother, everyone tells you, oh, prepare to never sleep again, or you're never sleep again. You're always going to be so worried about your kids, or they're always going to be waking you up. And all of that, you know, is true. I do worry a lot about my kid, and he does wake me up a lot. But that doesn't mean that I don't sleep. I sleep at least eight hours every single day. Many nights, I actually sleep more than eight hours because my son does. He's two, but he still does wake me up at night. And I account for that. I'm the type of person I've been for as long as I can remember, the type of person that when I don't sleep, I my brain is very foggy. I'm really grumpy. I'm really emotional. I'm just not myself. I don't feel good. And when you don't feel good, when you're not performing to the level that you think you should be performing, it can contribute to stress. High levels of stress for very long periods of time contribute to burnout. So for me, although sleep is something that a lot of people are able to decrease and let go of, very easily and still manage to function, I am not that type of person. So I am aware of my needs and one of my needs is sleep. So even as a mom, I prioritize my sleep. And that means sometimes I go to bed without things getting done. If my husband is not home and he's not able to do things and it's time for me to sleep, that means me and my kid or me just by myself, I'm going upstairs and I'm getting ready for bed even if chores haven't been completed because my priority is making sure I get my rest. Another thing that I do to prevent burnout is I am very unapologetic about asking for help. I take the whole, it takes a village mentality very seriously. Of course, I try my best to not take advantage of people. In any circle that I'm in, I try to give more than I receive. That being said, I know that I'm able to give to my loved ones when I am cared for and when I'm okay. So if I need a babysitter, I don't have a problem asking. There was a span of a few weeks when my business was just ramping up where I was very overwhelmed. My husband was working insane hours at that time due to some crazy government stuff. And I asked my mom to cook me dinner. And it feels very juvenile to be like, oh, I, I asked my mom to make me dinner. But I did. I was feeling really overwhelmed. And now that I think about it, I don't know that if I asked or if she made the offer. But whatever happened, I gladly took her up on it. And she actually made me dinner for about a week. She cooked dinner for my entire family 
because dinner is one of the things cooking is one of the tasks that I that my husband and I have decided is mine but I had too much going on and I asked for help and my mom stepped right in had no problem doing it and she cooked dinner for us for a week and it was amazing and it was a really great help and it allowed me to kind of get on top of things so I don't have a problem asking for help. I know that asking for help is absolutely necessary. And I know that when I'm able to accept help from my support system, I'm able to be a better support to other people. And speaking of support system, the other thing that I do that prevents burnout is I allow myself to rely on my emotional support system. And again, you always try to give more than you receive, right? So this doesn't mean that every single time I call a friend or I call one of my mom friends. It doesn't mean that I'm always talking about my problem, but I am open with my support system. When a friend asks, how are you doing? I say, oh my goodness, I'm stressed. My kid's driving me crazy. I'm very open with that. I'm open with close family members, you know, other moms who have kids the same age as mine. I'm a part of a couple mom groups and we all share with each other and we talk about our struggles and we're open and honest about our struggles. And it makes such a huge difference because I feel heard. I feel understood. And I also feel not alone and crazy because there are so many things about motherhood, especially every like every day. It just becomes more insane. But toddlerhood is absolutely insane. And it really helps to have that emotional support, people who can relate and who can really understand what you're going through. And there are actually studies that show that when you are able to make a connection with someone else in a similar position as you, when you're able to actually talk about your feelings and share your feelings with someone who can relate, it decreases your stress and it decreases the impact of the stressful situation. So in that way, it is really important for moms to have other mom friends that they can confide in, that they can vent to, that they can also provide support to. Making connections with other moms is very important. And I'm really happy that I have those connections because I'm able to rely on them. And it's a big reason that I'm not burned out because there's a lot that happens that could really stress me out and really bother me and have me thinking I'm a terrible mom or my kid's a terrible kid. But when I talk to my mom friends, so much is normalized and so much is, oh no, my kid's doing that too. And you're like, all right. Because even as a professional, even knowing childhood development, it's really easy for me to say to someone else, oh, your kid's going to do that. That's okay. This is why it happens. This is what's going on in their brain. But when your own kid just up and bites you, you got to talk to somebody about it. So it really helps me to have that emotional support system. Something else that I do is I challenge mom guilt. I am not here for the mom guilt. I'm not here for moms thinking they need to be perfect. I'm just, I'm not here for it. I don't accept it. So there are many days where I cut corners and I am a-okay with cutting that corner. There are many nights where my child has pizza for dinner or he has mac and cheese for dinner. There are many nights where although we have our nighttime routine down packed, I am exhausted and he is taking a lot longer than usual to get himself together. And the nighttime routine is just taking a lot longer. And, you know, on those nights, sometimes I go, all right, you're not getting a bath. We're going to wipe your face. We're going to brush your teeth. We're going to put you to bed. Like, 
I don't have a problem with cutting corners. And when I do feel guilty, because of course, every mom experiences mom guilt. I experience it just like everyone else. I'm very deliberate in making an effort to challenge that mom guilt and say, no, don't focus on what motherhood should look like. Focus on what you want motherhood to look like for you. Focus on your personal values and your personal standards when it comes to what being a good mother looks like, not what you think other people want. Because again, when we are in these negative emotions for long periods of time, we can get burned out. And then the last thing that I want to talk about, which I actually think is the most important piece of all of this, the biggest tip probably, is that when it comes to the division of labor in my household, I do not ask for help. And that doesn't mean that I do everything myself, but I really do not ascribe to the mom is the manager of the home and mom is in charge of everything. And when mom gets overwhelmed, mom asks for help. And the reason I do not like that is because delegating is a task in itself. If I am managing all the tasks in the household and I'm doing nothing but delegating, that means I also have that mental labor of managing everything that's going on and keeping track of all of the tasks that are going on. And that's just too much for me with everything else that I have going on. And if we're being honest, that's too much for most moms. That's why the majority of moms right now are burned out because we are doing entirely way too much. So instead of asking for help or delegating, my husband and I come together periodically. We don't do it every eight weeks or anything like that. But periodically, we come together and we say, how are you feeling about everything? What do you need to do? What do I need to do? Do I need to take some things off your plate? And we decide collectively who is going to do what. And many times, it also happens unspoken. One of us will, I'll say I'm overwhelmed. And then all of a sudden, my husband takes over one of my duties. And that is his duty. And he, I see him doing it regularly. He does it before I have a chance to do it. And that's his way of going, hey, you know, I got you. And then likewise, I do the same thing. You know, in that case, you wouldn't have to ask for help. But it's also because we have set a precedent of it's not one person in charge of everything. We come together and say, this is everything that is done in the household. This is what I am in charge of. This is what you are in charge of. We let the other person be in charge of what they are in charge of. I'm not micromanaging him when it comes to his tasks. He's not micromanaging me when it comes to my tasks. But most importantly, I am not the house manager. I am a member of the home and we collectively manage the home together. So yeah, those are my tips. Those are the things that I do regularly to prevent burnout and to manage motherhood to the best of my ability and to actually enjoy this thing called motherhood, enjoy my family and not be too stressed out all the time. So I hope that this was useful for you. I hope that you're able to take some of these things and apply them to your own life. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Managing Motherhood podcast. I'm your host, Orlisa Poole, and I am so grateful that you took the time to listen. If you liked what you heard, please make sure you subscribe so you get alerts every week when I release new episodes. If you know of any other moms who might be feeling overwhelmed, I'd love for you to share this podcast with them. Managing Motherhood provides online therapy and coaching for moms who love their children but aren't loving motherhood. To learn more, or to schedule a free consultation, 
visit psychotherapyformoms.com. Thank you again for tuning into this episode of the Managing Motherhood podcast. See you next time.